Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this pre-recorded broadcast of Shooting from the Hip. I'm your host, Mark Avery from Sim Trainer, the Dayton area's first indoor range and firearms training center. You can visit us on the web at sim-trainer.com. You can call us at the range at area code 937-293-3914 or stop down and see us. Our range is located at 2031 Dryden Road, right across from the AES Ohio Power Company Maintenance Yard. We'd be glad to discuss with you any of your firearms needs and interests. As I mentioned, this is a pre-recorded show, so I obviously can't take calls today. You can still reach me by going to our website at sim-trainer.com and click on the contact tab to open the form to send an email. If you have an immediate question, the range is open until the show is over. You can call there directly at 937-293-3914. If the staff member on duty doesn't have the answer to your question, I'll answer as soon as practical. So this has been kind of a busy few weeks, both for me personally and for the firearms industry. But uh, before I get too much into that, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on at SimTrainer. Our uh, first shots class this next weekend is already full. So if you are interested in getting an introduction to our shooting sports, the next class will be on March 5th. These classes tend to fill quickly, so you don't want to wait to confirm your registration if you want to reserve your place. The next two classes we have have been very popular for people looking to obtain a concealed handgun license or otherwise be prepared should they be forced into a deadly encounter. Basic handgun is the best way to get the fundamentals of safety and accuracy needed to use a self-defense caliber handgun properly. It's also the best way to select the handgun that is right for you. Our basic handgun class is a four-hour class. It, uh, it's, we start with all the basic fundamentals of safety and handling the firearm, and then we go out into the range and we take a lot of guns with us. So you'll have an opportunity to try out many different firearms and find out which is the right one for you. We've had a lot of people take this class, and the best way is if you have not yet purchased your firearm. Now, if you have a firearm, you're welcome to bring it with you, and we will show you how to use that firearm. But we, what we have found is that people find the firearm that works best for them by trying them out at the range first. You can try all kinds of different firearms in a store. You can hold them. You can use dummy guns. You can find what guns feel good in your hand, which guns really don't feel good in your hand. So those are pretty easy to eliminate. But until you have a chance to actually shoot the firearm, it's very difficult to know which is the right gun for you. In the basic handgun class, you'll get to do exactly that. We take many of our range guns out into the range and set them up in the stalls. And then you get to rotate through the different guns and find out which gun is the right one for you. So you'll get to try single stack, double stack, uh, different makes and models. And when you've actually found the one or maybe two or three that work best for you, then you can narrow those down and try them, compare them against each other and figure out which is the right gun for you. So if you have your own gun and you bring it, you'll still have the opportunity to try other guns. That may or may not be good for you. You may find that the gun that you have is really not the best gun for you 
and you find that you, f- you like a different one, then you have a decision to make. But in the meantime, you'll get to find out the gun that works best for you. And if you haven't yet purchased a gun, now you know what to go looking for. Sometimes, especially now, handguns have been hard to find the exact model that you're looking for. And that's just a problem of supply right now. Uh, they are coming back. We are starting to see more guns show up in the supply chain. Uh, but then once you know what you're looking for, it makes it much better. Now you can just look for that particular gun and you know that when you get one, that it will work for you because you've already tried it out. After basic handgun, people wanting to be able to carry discreetly or carry loaded in a motor vehicle need to take the concealed carry class so they can apply at their sheriff's office for an Ohio concealed handgun license. Our concealed carry class is really not a shooting class. Yes, we shoot. Yes, we go through the basic fundamentals. But you're expected to already be comfortable using your handgun before you come to concealed carry. We've had people who have come who didn't have that experience, hadn't had the benefit of using their own firearm or using at least a firearm. And it's much more stressful. It's much more, uh, when we go out into the range, they have a lot more difficulty, often requires a lot more attention. And it, it's just much more difficult for people who are trying to take the class and combine both learning how to use a handgun and then learning everything that you need to know about the defensive use of a firearm in a deadly force encounter. That class is much more about the moral, ethical, legal, and practical aspects of carrying a firearm for self-defense than it is about shooting. So we that's why we strongly recommend that people take basic handgun, or you can do that in a private lesson as well. That works better for your schedule. Uh, but you do that first before you take the concealed carry class. And then in concealed carry, we have a lot more time to discuss the aspects of carrying a firearm, the practical aspects of it, when you can, when you absolutely must not use a firearm, uh, when it's appropriate to use a firearm in self-defense, ways to avoid deadly force encounters, and many other aspects associated with carrying a firearm for self-defense. So that class is an eight-hour class. It is the length required by the state in order to uh, have a class that's qualified for you to be able to apply for a license. And we spend about two hours in the range, which is, again, also the state requirement that we spend two hours in the range of that eight-hour period. And all of that takes place either on Saturday from 9 a.m. to roughly 6 p.m., including a break for lunch, or on Wednesday evening and Thursday evening from 5.30 to 9.30 both nights. The next two classes for basic handgun is on Sunday, February 6th from 2 to 6 p.m., followed by concealed carry on Saturday, February 12th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, we have a, a way for you to get both classes and save a little money at the same time. The best way to do that is with our training pass. Each of the classes are $115, so $230 for both classes. The training pass is $225, so you save $5 right off the top. But the training pass also includes 
a three-month membership to the range that is normally $75. So that'll give you the opportunity to come back and practice those skills that you learned in basic handgun in the time between basic handgun and concealed carry. And then after you have the concealed carry class as well, you can still come back and practice and refine those skills and get a lot more comfortable with using your firearm. The training pass also includes the use of the handgun that you determined worked best for you when you took basic handgun class when you take the concealed carry class. Normally that's a $10 rental fee, but when you get the training pass, we include your use of the handgun that you selected during basic handgun when you take the concealed carry class. So really the training pass gives you about a $90 extra value over just signing up for basic handgun and concealed carry. Well, as you can imagine, a lot of people have found that to be a good deal, and the training pass has been very popular. So if you're looking to do that, if you want to get signed up for both classes, register for both classes on our website. But then when you call the range to confirm, tell the person who is working the desk that you would like to get a training pass, and they'll be able to get you hooked up with the training pass, cover the cost for both classes, as well as have the extra benefit of the three-month membership and the rental gun, plus the $5 discount off the cost of both classes. Now, the membership starts on the day that you take the basic handgun class, not the day that you order the training pass. It's not going to do you any good because you won't have had the training yet, so you wouldn't be ready to go use the range anyway. The training pass is activated on the day that you take your basic handgun class, and then you can come in anytime during the next three months, get a lane. Obviously, you'll need to bring some ammo or purchase some. If you have your own firearm, great. If you need to rent a firearm, then you'll be able to do that as well. And go out into the range, hang a target, and practice some of the skills and drills that you'll have learned in the basic handgun class and then later in the concealed carry class. Refine those skills, get yourself ready, and, uh, and feel a lot more comfortable in working through all those basic fundamentals and uh, be able to use your handgun without really having to think too much about it. By the time you take basic handgun and concealed carry, we expect you and hope that you would be at a level that we call conscious competence. That means if you think about it, you really focus on what you're doing, you can place an accurate shot, and you can do what you need to do to load and charge, to make the gun safe, to reload, and do the things that you need to do in order to handle your firearm. But you're not going to get to the level of what we call unconscious competence, meaning you can do all those things without really having to think about it. And in a defensive situation, that's where you really need to be. If you have to focus on operating your firearm, you're not going to have time to do that. Your life depends on it. You're going to be focused on the threat. You need to do what you need to do. And you're not going to have time to think about all of those mechanics that you learned during those classes if you haven't really practiced them. So getting the training pass gives you the opportunity to come back and practice some of those skills to the point where you can do them without having to think too much about them.
So again, the next two classes, basic handgun on Sunday, February 6th from 2 to 6 p.m., followed by concealed carry on Saturday, February 12th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Now, there's a lot of people who have weekends tied up and really don't want to take classes on the weekend. So we also offer those same two classes on Monday and on Wednesday and Thursday. So the next two would be uh, Monday, February 14th from 6 to 10 p.m. for the basic handgun class and concealed carry on Wednesday and Thursday evenings, February 16th and 17th from 5.30 to 9.30 p.m. If those work better for you, sign up for those classes. And then again, contact the range, get your uh, get the training pass to go with them to cover the cost for both. Now, maybe you don't need the basic handgun class. You already have your handgun. You've shot it repeatedly. You shoot it regularly. You're very comfortable with its op- operation. You just want to take the, the concealed carry class. That's perfectly okay. But we strongly recommend that if you don't fall in that category, if it's not something that you do regularly and and feel very competent, that you're well able to place accurate shots on target at 15 to 25 feet, then uh, I strongly recommend that you consider at least taking the basic handgun class, working on those fundamentals, and then taking the concealed carry class to follow that. And once again, the best way to do that is the most inexpensive way to do that is by getting the training pass, which allows you to take both classes, save a few bucks, and get a lot more extra value to go along with it. The other class that we've had a lot of interest in lately is our Advanced Handgun Series. Now, that is a five-course series of classes. I'll, I'll get into a little bit more detail about that after the break. This is Mark Avery for Shooting from the Hip on a pre-recorded broadcast on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. This is a pre-recorded edition of Shooting from the Hip. I'm Mark Avery, your host. And just before the break, we were talking about the Advanced Handgun Series of classes that's available at Sim Trainer. We are in the middle of a series right now. And in order to take that series, you must take Advanced Handgun Level 1 first. So uh, the next time we offer that class will be at the beginning of the next series. We actually had two classes uh, at the beginning of this series. Uh, because we had so much interest in it, so we scheduled a second Handgun 1 class. Um, And the uh, next one will be about the beginning of April. So look for that to show up on our website soon, if it isn't there already by the time this show airs. And you will be able to then sign up for the Advanced Handgun series if you're interested in that. Uh, It's a five-course series. It uh, covers uh, Mastering Marksmanship Fundamentals in Handgun 1, Barricade and positional shooting, so you have the opportunity to shoot around things, uh, use things as cover or concealment, and shoot from various different positions, like seated, kneeling, squatting, uh, in fact, laying flat on your back at the very end of the class. And then handgun level three is our move and shoot class. That gives you the opportunity to practice moving while you are shooting 
as well as shooting at moving targets. Handgun level four is our low level light class. So you will learn how to use a flashlight for illumination, how to find your sights in reduced light. And we recommend that people have night sights for that class, although it isn't absolutely essential. Uh, I took the class the first time without night sights and realized immediately that night sights were gonna be an essential piece of equipment in fact, it's the one accessory that we strongly recommend people put on their handgun that they plan to use for uh, routine, defensive carry, everyday carry. Uh, so the low-level light class will teach you both how to shoot in reduced light without additional light support, as well as how to shoot in complete darkness using a flashlight to assist you in identifying targets and making sure that you uh, hit what you're aiming at. And then handgun level five is our spontaneous assault class, kind of the capstone class of the series. Uh, that's where we move from the sight-focused shooting that you do in all the classes up to that point to a target-focused or sometimes called point shooting um, or intuitive shooting. Those are all different ways of saying the same thing. You're looking at the target instead of focusing on your sights. It's an essential skill, but it's also one that requires a lot of advanced training, and we only do that after you've had the 16 hours of advanced handgun one through four before that. Now, if you're interested in that class, we also have a training pass called Training Pass Plus that goes along with it. Each of the classes is $115. Training, plus plus, training Pass Plus is $575 which is the same price as all of the classes would be individually. But you also get a one-year membership to the range along with that. So you can then use that year's time to practice the skills. You can go come back to the range between classes, practice the skills that you've learned in each of the classes, and then continue to do that throughout the series. And then after the series to help uh, solidify those skills and get you ready to go. Be able to do what you'll need to do whenever you need to do that. All right, we need to take a break and head out into the new center. This is Mark Avery for Shooting from the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to this pre-recorded edition of Shooting from the Hip. I'm your host, Mark Avery. Let's uh, take a little bit of a turn from where we've been going the last half hour. Uh, I'd like to talk about one of the great big events in the shooting sports world that happened ending last weekend, and that is the SHOT Show, the Shooting, Hunting, and Outdoor Trade Show. It uh, happened in Las Vegas. I was not able to attend, but uh, there were about 40,000 people there, a little smaller than uh, usual for a SHOT Show, but with the COVID and uh, a lot of the different protections, there's uh, some of the vendors did not make it, decided not to attend. Uh, some of the big names, actually, um, SIG, Springfield, Ruger, they weren't there. Uh, but a lot of other vendors were, uh, both large and small. And there were a lot of things that came out in the show. What we're finding in looking through what's happened is there's not as many new products 
as sometimes you see released in a SHOT Show, which is often what happens. Uh, the vendors use the SHOT Show as their opportunity uh, to showcase new things that are coming up. There are some, and one of them is a new caliber, the 30 Super Carry. It's a kind of a mid-range caliber between the 380 and the 9mm. It's a little bit smaller. It's a 30 caliber instead of a 3.55, which is 9mm. So it's the bullet itself is slightly smaller, but it does have a, a little bit larger case in terms of length than the 380. So you have a little bit more energy associated with it. And uh, the the people that have tried it have said that uh, it shoots pretty well and it's fairly accurate and it does have a little bit more uh, oomph to it than you would get in the typical 380. So some of the guns that are now being released or identified uh, as chambered in this new caliber, but they are able to add one or two more rounds in the same size magazine because it's slightly smaller diameter. Now, with the number of small carry guns that we have that already have between 10 and 15 rounds, that may not be as big of an issue as it could have been in the past, but there may be some people who are looking for that extra round or two in a magazine, and the, the 30 Super Carry would be a way to do that. I looked around trying to find some of the 30 Super Carry ammunition. None of the typical suppliers that I found had any in stock, and only one of the sites even had it listed on their website as a, a caliber that they're going to carry. So it may still be a little while before you actually see this caliber available. Um, it, it does look like an interesting caliber. I know that uh, Smith & Wesson is planning on having a shield or shield EZ in this, uh, in this new caliber. So that's something that you can be looking for coming down the road. Uh, 30 Super Carry. So a, a slightly smaller diameter round, possibly one or two more rounds in, a, in the same size magazine, and powered somewhere between the 380 and the 9mm. So people who are looking for a slightly smaller round that they can carry and still be able to have a little bit more than the 380 typically provides, uh, maybe this is the gun for you. Uh, so it is going to probably be hard to find for a while. Uh, it'll be really dependent on how much of this ammunition gets produced. It does have to be produced on different machines than the 9mm, which 380 is a 9mm round. So those were typically produced on the same machines that they used to make 9mm, which is part of the reason why 380 can be hard to find sometimes. Those machines are tied up making the 9mm that most people are needing and that there are military and police contracts for. So reconfiguring those machines to produce the 380 ammo sometimes doesn't happen, and that's part of the reason why 380 has been a little bit more difficult to find. It will be interesting to see if this uh, new 30 Super Carry caliber takes off. Uh, we'll just kind of keep an eye on it, and uh, we'll let you know any if there's any more information that we get or if we get one of these guns and some ammunition to go with it. Uh, it may still be a little while before all of that actually becomes available. As you probably remember in the past, things that get announced at SHOT Show sometimes aren't as available as 
the, the manufacturers would like you to think. And so by the time it actually makes it into the pipeline, it could be a little while. There was another couple of products that were announced and demonstrated, at least in uh, prototype form, and that is some smart guns. Uh, so one of the things that has been kind of the uh, third rail of firearms in some ways has been a gun that can be personalized or only able to be shot by its owner. Now, one of the there's one of the uh, issues associated with this is that there were some places, particularly New Jersey, that had a law in place that said as soon as this technology is available, those are the only kinds of guns that can be sold in New Jersey. And fortunately, in 2019, they amended that law to say that if a smart gun or a personalizable handgun is available, then it must be available to be sold in gun stores, but uh, it doesn't eliminate the, the ability to sell any other types of guns. So once they're available, gun stores will have to carry them. Uh, they will have to advertise them, make them prominently available. But the change in the law means that it no longer is the only type of gun that would be able to be sold. So that may have something to do why, with why some of these guns are now available. Uh, there were two of them that were showed. One of them called Smart Guns, ends in a Z. And that one uses uh, an RFID ring that you wear. And if you're not wearing the ring, then the gun wouldn't operate. And then there's another one called Lodestar. And uh, that one used an integrated fingerprint reader and a near-field communication chip activated by a phone app as well as a pin pad. So they recognize that the fingerprint scanner, if your finger's dirty or if there's something uh, that makes it so that your finger is not going to be, it's not going to be read and anybody who's used a fingerprint reader on their smartphone or their computer recognizes that it doesn't always work. You could also enter a pin code into the buttons on the gun and then be able to shoot the gun or you could uh, open up the app on your phone and then uh, enable the gun that way. So uh, I see all of those as, as technology issues that need to get worked out before these guns are really ready for prime time. They are saying that there are some law enforcement uh, activities that are interested in these guns for special purposes. Like, for instance, a prisoner transfer where there might be a higher risk that a firearm could be taken and then it would not be able to be used by the criminal who took the gun from the officer. Um, okay, that's an, that's an interesting application. Uh, we'll, it'll be interesting to see if any of these gain any traction in the civilian market or if uh, they even actually come to market and uh, they, they work out all the little details in order to make the gun uh, a, a viable product something that people would be interested in. I can see where there might be people who are concerned about having a gun that somebody who shouldn't have access to it might, and then the gun would not be operable if they don't have the code or the the special uh, ring or app that allows it to be enabled. And they might be a little bit more comfortable having a gun around, knowing that only the owner can use it. Uh, for me, that, that's not something that I find attractive. 
uh, but you know your mileage may vary. So it's it's interesting now that these guns are available, uh, or at least that they are becoming available to the market. None of them were actually demonstrated. There was one that was demonstrated in a video, and actually they were planning on firing two shots, and the second fire the second shot didn't go off. So there was you know there's obviously still some work to be done on these guns. But if you're interested in that, uh, smart guns, a smart G U N Z. And Lodestar, L-O-D-E-S-T-A-R, uh, are two manufacturers now that are having integrated locks built into the system that then you uh, deactivate in order to use the firearm. Now, these products that I've mentioned are by no means all of the new products that were released at SHOT Show. In fact, there were over 400 new products that were available. Some of them are uh, optics and various different attachments or accessories for different types of firearms, uh, a few new firearms, but most of the firearms manufacturers are focusing on getting the guns that they have already in their inventory and being able to get them back into production at full rate and getting them out to meet the demand that already exists. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, we've seen that before at SHOT Show where there aren't a whole lot of new guns that are released uh, and announced and then instead that they're focusing on, particularly in like in times now where there have been shortages, just getting those guns out the door, getting them out to the sellers so that people who are looking for particular guns are going to be able to get them. And again, I think that's a good thing. So I'm going to leave uh, SHOT Show now. There's a whole lot more information that could come out of there, uh, things that we could talk about if you have particular questions. Again, send me a question to... Uh, the contact link on our website at sim-trainer.com and I will include those in a future show or uh, or talk about them and, and give you an answer as soon as I can get it. Uh, I would like to talk about something else though and that is what a lot of people are calling constitutional carry. I prefer to think of as permitless carry or uh, the ability to carry discreetly without a license in the state of Ohio. There are two bills and uh, one in the Senate and one in the House uh, the, each of those chambers passed the, the legislation that was introduced in that. They each have been sent to the opposite chamber, and both of those bills have been uh, assigned to committees. Neither of the bills have had any hearings in committee yet, so there's still a lot of work to be done. If you have heard that constitutional carry passed and you're just waiting for it to go into effect, that is not true. So, yes. A constitutional carry bill has passed in each of the House and the Senate, but neither of those bills are on their way to the governor's desk, and neither of those bills are, are ready to be at that point. So they will both be uh, subject to hearings in the committees that they've been assigned to, and then they will be, uh, assuming they work out the details, they will then be have to be passed out of that committee and then sent to the floor where they would then get a vote. Now, I don't know yet which of the bills or if they're going to try to resolve the differences between the bills and come up with a single bill that would pass in both chambers. Again, that's information that will come out over a period of time. They have just now gotten back into session, so there's a whole lot more yet to be done before 
we'll have an answer on constitutional carry or permitless carry, whatever you'd like to call it. As always, we'll keep an eye on these bills and let you know when any of the status changes, uh, when any time you can weigh in. Obviously, it's always a good time to contact your state representative and your state senator and let them know what you think about these bills, the fact that you support it, or if you don't, why you don't, uh, and let them know what you think. We strongly encourage people to contact their legislators and be an active part of what goes on in Columbus and also uh, national legis- your, your uh, national representative and, and two state senators, let them know as well. All right, need to take a last break for the hour? This is Mark Avery for Shooting from the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery for Shooting from the Hip. We just have a few more minutes left, and there's a couple of things that happened over the last few weeks that uh, I think are at least worth mentioning, even though they aren't directly impacting the state of Ohio. Both of these are from California. Uh, Last week, a judge denied a request from gun owners for a temporary restraining order to block a recently signed state law that would allow their personal information to be shared with academic research centers. Uh, As a result of this, uh, California officials can continue freely sharing gun owners' personal information. Uh, the, the legal challenge will continue to be fought, fought in court, and the next hearing is in March. Uh, but what that basically does is opens the personal information for gun owners to the anti-gun researchers in the state uh, schools in California. So I, I think that's a serious problem. Uh, they should never, they don't need that individual individual uh, individualized information in order to be able to do the research they really they they could do it with anonymized information and get all the information that they need uh, but they chose not to do that and I think that puts California gun owners at risk uh, then there was another thing that happened just this week San Jose California passed mandatory insurance and an annual fee for gun owners um, That makes San Jose the first city in the country to enact a mandatory insurance regime. It's something that the anti-gun crowd has wanted for some time. It's something that was proposed at the national level and completely died out. Uh, But in the state petri dishes and experimental zones, California has decided to take this step. And uh, it's done first in the local Uh, in the local government for the city of San Jose. Now, one thing that's important, I think relevant, is that the the law has, or the ordinance, has an exception for people who have a concealed handgun license, which, of course, in California is really a permit. The problem is that in San Jose, Santa Clara County has been embroiled in quite a scandal about concealed carry, including bribery in the sheriff's office. So, Lots of problems there. So as I said, both of these are in California. They don't directly affect us, but it does give you a lot of insight 
into what the anti-gun crowd really wants to do. So keep your eyes open for those. Pay attention to that, what's going on. Obviously, it's not likely to happen in the state of Ohio, but for something like that to happen on the national level, given the current political environment in Washington, uh, it's at least something to keep an eye on. All right, a quick reminder about the classes that are coming up. Um, I talked about it at the beginning of the show, basic handgun on Sunday, February 6th, and concealed carry on Saturday, February 12th. If you're interested in those classes, sign up for them. Maybe even get the training pass and contact the range at 293-3914, and uh, we'll get you hooked up to those classes. That's it for today. Thanks very much for being part of the show. This is Mark Avery for Shooting from the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.